Welcome to the Pro Vocal Artist podcast with me, Gemma Sugru. This podcast is all about helping singers turn their passion for singing into a way of life. In this video, I want to outline five reasons why I gave up alcohol for good. Well, okay, it's early days. So far, so good. Well, I and why I think all musicians, especially singers, who are like ambitious should consider doing the same if you're new here my name is Gemma I'm a coach for all things vocal artist related if you want to work with me check out my link in the description below I'd love to meet you um, and see if I can help you or send me a direct message on Instagram at Gemma Sugru and before I proceed I want to mention that I am not a medical professional and if you feel like you may have an addiction issues when it comes to alcohol you should definitely speak with a professional health practitioner let's go okay so reason one is why you should give up alcohol is your vocal health okay so let's firstly talk about singing whilst on under the influence let me just get that out of the way as an example do you think it's a good idea to lift weights in the gym under the influence probably not why well with your decreased inhibitions you might decide you can lift way heavier than you actually can coupled with like your reduced fine motor control your technique is going to be severely compromised so you have way too little fear way less technique bad combo <laughs> so the same goes for singing while singing under the influence you might decide to belt higher for longer than usual and stretch your voice past its limit whilst your technical motor skill is really compromised no good so I'm sure many of you are like yeah singing while drunk bad idea all right but I just wanted to get that kind of covered um, because I'm really here to talk about the negative impact of lifestyle drinking on your singing voice and on your singing career and on your artist career so even if you would never drink before a show alcohol intake as part of a lifestyle can still have a negative impact on you if you watch my video about vocal health you know that maintaining a level of hydration is crucial to your vocal performance if you are or aspire to be a professional singer you need to think of yourself as a professional athlete your body is your instrument your sleep quality your stress levels how you train and what you eat and drink they really matter if the body is dehydrated from caffeine sugar too much salt or alcohol the vocal folds are less lubricated which means your body works harder for less return on that hard work so therefore it kind of kicks off this negative feedback loop so let's talk about the risk for reflux and why you should care so there's this thing called silent reflux it's also known as laryngopharyngeal reflux LPR it's a condition in which the stomach acid flows back up the esophagus your food pipe and into the larynx and the throat so LPR is called silent reflux because it often goes unnoticed you don't feel like you have indigestion issues per se and it commonly happens at night so like a side tip is to sleep on your left side no pun intended if you already suffer from this like you, you so you're going to reduce the negative impact so look at that image there on your esophagus your larynx and your throat if you sleep on your left hand side instead alcohol is known to contribute to acid reflux as it interacts with your stomach and esophagus on a variety of levels so symptoms of reflux disease can be significantly amplified by the consumption of alcohol as it makes direct contact with both your stomach and your esophagus so LPR can lead to like different vocal pathologies vocal injuries for example granulomas which I think are kind of the oh <laughs> they're they're my least favorite and most like things that I watch on stroboscopies and want to get grossed out about 
A granuloma is essentially a severe inflammation, like a bunch of cells that gather together. Like you might get a granuloma on stitches that are a bit exposed, right? Like where the flesh is exposed and then like your cells like get inflamed and gather together to protect the exposed flesh. Gross. But that little lump then, if you if you create it on, usually it happens on the arytenoids and they're close to the vocal folds. And so the lump can start kind of moving in between the vocal folds. And then that feels really sore every time you sing. And it can damage the vocal folds themselves. So granuloma occurs due to numerous causes, including voice overuse, a cough, very commonly acid reflux from the stomach as caused by LPR. Some famous singers you may know have been treated for granuloma, including John Mayer. You had what polyps, right? No, it was a thing called a granuloma. Very simple in terms of what the problem was, but so difficult to get rid of because of where it was in the vocal cords. Mm -hmm. so. So that's an example of how alcohol can directly impact your vocal health. But for some singers, there's another indirect threat to your vocal health, and that's smoking. Okay, so I was looking up some facts and figures and stats about smoking, and it's really cool what's happening, right? There's cool news and there's bad news, but the cool news is it's getting way better. Proportion of smokers aged 18 to 24 is down by 9.7% from the year 2011 to 2019, right? I did this pre-pandemic. I didn't look at it because obviously things changed like dramatically over the pandemic. Listen to this, about 45% of these smokers report to be social smokers, which can loosely translate to I'll smoke in the environment of alcohol at an event, pub or club. So it's very common for smoking to accompany alcohol intake. I used to do this. I, after a few drinks, I'd forget I totally hated smoking cigarettes. And then I'd start noticing that all the crack, which means, which is the Irish for fun, was in the smoking area. So also asking for, like, asking for a lighter was the only conversation starter I could think of when I wanted to flirt with a guy. Okay, 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 what's so funny over here? <laughs> I thought you didn't smoke. So yeah, smoking just became part of that whole ritual of being out. So I feel like without alcohol and the immersion in the environment of alcohol, I would probably never smoke. I don't know if we need to get into why smoking is a no-go for singers. Well, okay, just in case. So unlike food or drink, smoking makes direct contact with your vocal folds and it will wear away this protective layer on the folds called the epithelium, which can lead to serious vocal issues and just like the general levels of inflammation is way higher, making it really hard to sing like delicate things, sing in your falsetto, sing with nuance, just control is reduced. Breath is what fuels the voice. So like smoking damages your airways. They're like, and the small air sacs, the alveoli, they're damaged and they're found in your lungs. So it's much harder for you to breathe. It's not good. So for social smokers, eliminate drinking alcohol as a habit of yours eliminate smoking. Okay, reason number two, alcohol drains your resources, your time, your energy, your money. More stats. There are around 8 million artists on Spotify. 0.0125% of those artists, that's 1,000 artists, are reported to have earned more than $1 million in revenue from streaming. Lucky them. Okay, 0.625% of those artists, that's 50,000 artists, are reported to have earned more than $10,000 in revenue from streaming. Of course, there are other ways of measuring the success of an artist outside of Spotify, but I just thought it was a really handy way to estimate like the moderate success of an artist, what that looks like in the business and what the percentage is of those people who are moderately, moderately successful and it's about 1%. So I'm not trying to discourage you here, but I just want you to be aware that success in the music business is an extraordinary achievement and it will require you to take an extraordinary approach. Are you up for that? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about.
you totally said yes. Okay, cool. So you've got three main resources at your disposal, time, money, energy. What could deplete all three of those resources without any return on investment? Like imagine the competitive advantage artists who don't drink have. Like these artists don't have to recover from a night out all day Sunday and maybe into Monday and Tuesday, depending on how hard, hard they went. Imagine the money those artists who don't drink save and can invest in coaching, equipment, TikTok ads, PR. Your success as a music artist comes down to consistent, high quality habits over time. So I teach students on my Pro Vocal Artist program to make in the morning. So you should always do your songwriting, your content creating, your practicing and your producing at the beginning of your day before anyone else's priorities get in the way. And so it gets your fresh attention and your best focus. Making the morning as a habit repeated over time is going to add up very quickly. I've become addicted to the work I can do in the early morning and I protect that habit fiercely. Like I'm very careful about the evening plans I make and not drinking has really allowed me to be in the right state of mind to stick to my plans to leave events early. People are like, Gemma, just have one. And I'm like, Oh, and I've done that, right? But I'm the pits. I, I, my decision-making skills after one or two drinks, it's just so a switch goes off in my mind. I'm like, what bar is open the latest? Like, how can we make this night last forever? <laughs> so I just can't go there. And like I said, I'm now devoted to my morning routine. Like it's a love affair. Once I get into the swing of it and get some excellent sleep and I can get into that level of focus in this morning, I feel like Bradley Cooper in Limitless. Like you're just like I'm super clear and in flow and it's such a great feeling it's like it kind of is like a drug and yeah you know it's going to lead to something good in the future so you're totally motivated by that but to be honest just doing the deep work for the fact of that flow feels amazing like I genuinely jump out of bed because I can't wait to to do the drug of flow in the morning. So, which leads me on to the reason number three, and this is the clincher for me. Reason number three, alcohol negatively impacts the quality of your sleep. I know, why would that be it? But I was obsessed with sleep after reading The Benefits of Sleep in the book, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. I became really obsessed with getting the best quality sleep I possibly could. I bought this aura ring. I'm not wearing it right now, but I wear it when I go to bed, aura ring, and I started tracking it like a hawk. And I really noticed the benefits. Honestly, my ability to like solve problems, be more creative, more productive, less emotionally reactive, like make better food choices, perform in the gym, learn everything has improved because I took my sleep really seriously and once you get that you 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 just won't want to let that go <laughs> so when things open back up again after COVID and I started meeting up with friends for dinner I'd have wine we'd meet for cocktails even just one or two and I noticed my sleep scores were terrible the next day and therefore my performance the next day was crap and maybe the day after was also impacted so how alcohol affects your sleep Wait for this now. Alcohol is often used as a sleep aid. And according to Matthew Walker, it's anything but. What? 
I was as surprised as maybe you are, maybe you're not, maybe you know all this already. But anyway, yes, alcohol is a depressant, a sedative, but sedation is not sleep. Alcohol disrupts your sleep throughout the night by activating the fight or flight response. Your sleep cycles are continuously interrupted, which prevents you from getting into REM. And REM sleep is where the magic happens. REM takes care of the learning, the memory, the emotional and mental health. Like one glass of wine with dinner equals less REM. No, thank you. So, and speaking of emotional well-being, have you ever like had the blues when you're hungover? You know, everything in your day, in your world, in your life seems more negative, like more cringy, more regretful, more like just everything's harder than usual, sadder than usual. A hangover is a self-induced mild depression. It's plummeting your mood. Even one, like for one out of those seven days, right? Even if it's just that Sunday, that's just 15% of your time. And that's going to lower your overall emotional well-being baseline no no music business is hard we need your emotional resilience to push forward with this just don't do it okay finally reason number four drinking makes it more challenging to build authentic confidence and charisma oh my god have you ever thought about it this way dutch courage right I know about this. I remember before I'd even have the confidence to go to a bar in town with my friends in my early 20s, we'd need a bottle or two of rosé before we left the house. Now, it was a cultural thing. I was I was coming of age in a small town in Ireland in the early noughties. I really didn't know any better and, and things are starting to change now for sure. Like there's apparently there's a thing called the rise of the teetotal generation google that so there's a gradual cultural shift away from binge drinking in young ones. <laughs> Um, but what concerns me about drinking for Dutch courage, especially for us performers, is that you never get to develop your own real authentic confidence. Alcohol really masks your authentic self and it, it like robs you of those social experiences that can you can grow from. And you're going to need to develop this charisma, this personal confidence, this self-awareness, this way with people. It's a skill that compounds over time the more you practice it. Every social situation is an opportunity to practice, right? And why do you need confidence and charisma well your chosen path is performance right it's singing and entertaining this is all about communication skills and being comfortable with yourself and having confidence and trusting in yourself to be like vulnerable and authentic on stage when you sing and whether that's singing your own songs or singing the songs of other people you're also going to need to work with other people you're going to need to build relationships you're going to be like an entrepreneur essentially you might need to hire a team like contract some PR or like hire a manager How are you going to do this and manage a team without confidence and people skills? You're going to have to do like interviews about your music on the radio, on the TV. You're going to have to network with other artists. You're going to have to show up on social media. Oh my God. Like you've got to get your social reps in. This is what I'm trying to say. Get out there and start practicing being charismatic. If you medicate yourself to do this with alcohol, you're missing massive opportunities for personal growth. You need to learn how to become genuinely good with people and confident in your own skin. (sighs) Very excited about that bit. So my final stance, should you go teetotal? You should at least find out what life will be like alcohol-free as an experiment. Like there are too many benefits to this for you 
to not consider abstinence. If you're ambitious and you really want to achieve your potential, stop sedating yourself with alcohol and kind of like opting yourself out of the race a little bit. I know it's a hard stance. I'm a bit extreme, I know, but at least begin to question your motives for drinking. It's also worth mentioning there's a really good book that I read as well that can help you if you want to abstain from alcohol. It's called The Easy Way to Control Alcohol by Alan Carr. He had that famous smoking one, you know. So, okay, I want to leave you this final idea. Protect the downside. I've learned that a happy life is more about protecting the downside than chasing the upside. Protect yourself from the downside of alcohol. I want you to win. I want you to thrive as an artist. I want you to enjoy every second of what you do and grow as a person and as an artist exponentially. Also, I'd love to hear what you think. So comment below. What's your opinion about abstaining for alcohol? Am I mad? Am I being too extreme? I. I do feel like I made a really good case. I might make a good lawyer. <laughs> um, okay, so like and sub if I helped. Bye.